0: Welcome to Local Matter Sports. This is your host Sam Brooks. I got Rachel Van, head girls basketball coach at Prescott South Middle School in the studio today. Fresh off an undefeated state championship season last year. Rachel, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, glad to have you. Been on my bullet list for a long time and and, uh, I finally got you in here. So it's a pleasure to have you. I, I wish I had got you in just a little bit earlier maybe uh right after your your season last year things just didn't seem to work out with my schedule that i could but we are really happy to have you here now and you're actually in the middle of a season right now i am how long has practice gone on so far
1: um our first official week of practice was the last week of um september
0: yeah and and always when I have basketball coaches in here they say the same thing you didn't the first official Mm -hmm. so basketball is kind of crazy nowadays and you you can have something that they call open gym and I love that because you get students the opportunity to come into a gym setting with other uh, young people and experience what that's like in really a protected atmosphere
1: right all open gyms they just can't come with any coaches instruction but typically if you have them everybody's there
0: yeah which is neat. I mean, I think from my point of view, and, and as being a former coach, if they're in the gym, you know where they are.
1: Right. A lot of my kids are multi-sport athletes, though, so it kind of ran over with um, other sports, which is a good thing to be able to play more than one sport. So,
0: so I'll hit on this real quick. A lot of the college coaches I've had in here, I ask them the question: What do you think about? Uh, students students playing multiple sports mm-hmm. so you've, you've been a student athlete who played multiple sports mm-hmm. in high school so what's your thoughts as a coach
1: um, I think uh, other sports provide you know different things for you like agility wise and um, just being able to do things uh, like year round and not getting burnt out just on one sport, um, it kind of is like refreshing because one sport you probably take a little bit more serious and then one sport is just a little bit more fun. And then, like, I know volleyball counteracts and soccer counteracts with volleyball really well, just like jumping, lateral movement. Um, it's good for the girls.
0: So sure, it helps build their athletic skills mm-hmm. in something maybe a little bit different and. In- you know, I think a lot of the conversation in, in basketball now with, with a lot of knees being torn up is, I, I guess the question is, if you're playing AU all year long and then you go into your season and you play that and you don't get an opportunity to rest that particular body part, you know, because some body parts are used in certain sports a lot more than others. Right. And so what what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you believe in that? Do you see that?
1: I guess it just depends on like how much you're doing outside of like your team sport. Um, I know now since we're TMS AA, there's a big break um, to where you can't do anything with your girls, um, especially like if you coach middle school, you can't coach some some girls in some months of travel ball, so it's kind of opened up a little bit and give it's gave our girls a little bit more time this year to have a break.
0: And that's awesome because with a with AAU nowadays, you can play AAU in about everything now,
1: and, and, yeah,
0: and you, it, can. you know, it's in the off season of the school season, right? And. I think it kind of limits some athletes you know and, and that's why I ask that question with college coaches all the time so people will hear that they really enjoy for their athletes to play other sports so that's refreshing to hear a coach you know who's been there and done that that, that agrees with that too because I think at a the younger ages it's about the experience right. uh, you know and, and when you get a little bit older maybe that's time to select a couple or one sport that you might want to concentrate on right and you, you believe that, too? I
1: do. That's what I ended up doing in high school.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. that. So that's a good transition into the the conversation about where you grew up. So let's let our listeners know where you grew up and, and what life was like there.
1: Okay. I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas, um, and then I moved the end of my middle school uh, career to Pulaski, Tennessee, and I went to Richland. I had a single mom, had a little brother and an older brother I grew up with, and you know for me life was great i didn't know anything else and so i just played lived and breathed basketball and softball actually
0: so let's before i forget let's make sure that we introduce the folks to your family so who are the members of your immediate family
1: um well i have seven brothers and sisters but i only grew up with two so my mom is dorothy coons um i have a little brother his name is john caleb coons and then um That's pretty much who I grew up with. Most I did have an older brother for a couple of years um, in the home with me, and his name is Richard Glidden.
0: Awesome, awesome, big family. Yeah,
1: I have I have several more. I mean, I can give you their names too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, at home right now, who's living with you right now? And let's talk about your immediate family, and you know, let's let's touch a little bit on you know maybe how that works and being a, a head basketball coach in middle school with all you have to do, and also have a full time job.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. A lot of people probably don't know this, but we do foster care. So um, we have seven kids in our house. Um, oh, my God. So it's myself um, and then my husband, Justin Van. And then I have two babies that I birthed. So them two are mine. That's Asia and Amari. One, he's about to be a year, and Asia's three. And then I have my niece and my nephew. So that's Michaela and Avery. We, ha- we do have um, an additional son. His name is Leon. And then we have my husband's two little brothers, Jaden and Jordan. Um, Jordan is actually a linebacker at Cookeville High School. Yeah. And then, um, and then Jaden, he's in college,
0: but you know what, Coach? A lot of people don't do that, and probably you know the fostering. Mm-hmm. So why is that important to you guys?
1: Um, we love kids. Uh, we like to. S- I grew up with a single parent. My husband grew up with a single parent. Um. I can say for myself I didn't really necessarily grow up with a lot of money and so like for us to be able to provide like a great home and a great shelter and a great life for somebody is something that we've always wanted to do.
0: Well, so, that's totally awesome. I had no idea. So uh, yeah. kudos to that and you know that's just an awesome thing that you do. Hey,
1: I'm hardcore in sports but I'm actually pretty pretty pre- pretty, pretty nice on the outside.
0: <laughs> so we're talking to Rachel Van, head girls basketball coach at Prescott South Middle School. So Let's talk a little bit about life when you were growing up okay. and, and playing ball and versus what you're seeing with your student athletes today,
1: so I will say um sports nowadays probably is a little bit crazier um when I grew up, I played basketball, played softball um, I felt like I didn't I wasn't doing it twenty four seven I played travel basketball um I just nowadays I feel like. Things have grown so much, and there's so many people that, I like, more people playing and more people competing and more people taking it so much more serious that it's just got to the point where, like, if you, you feel like if you don't play school ball, you don't play travel ball, you don't train, you don't do this, then you're not going to get there, and you're not going to be able to play at the next level. And, I mean, it's hard because you have to keep up. There's a huge difference in kids in middle school that play travel and then kids that don't. And... That, that I guess that's probably one of the hardest things when you're coming, like when you are coaching a younger age, because you want to take an accountability that they just maybe they just didn't, and you don't. You never know what a young kid is going to turn into, and so when I feel like whenever I played, it just wasn't as crazy. <laughs> Not crazy in a bad way. It's just sure. it's just grown so much. So,
0: just to clarify that, so basically what you're seeing is the kids who, who come up and actually do say, play some AAU mm-hmm. and get that travel experience, mm-hmm. you know, with that better competition, when they get to you, mm-hmm. you can see the difference between those kids and the kids maybe who didn't have the opportunity to do right.
1: that. Right. And, I mean, it's it's significant. Um, it's And then, when, not only that, it's just knowing basketball or, in, I guess, in any sport, but It's hard when you come in as a, you know, a fifth grader or sixth grader and and you've never played. Um, And I'm a little bit of a softy when it comes to that because I, I don't like to cut. I will not cut a fifth grader if I don't have to, because you do not know what they could possibly turn into by the time they're in eighth grade. But I mean, nowadays you have to put in that extra time and. Um, it's, and, and nowadays also, like social media is a huge aspect in sports where it was not when I was growing up at all. Yeah. Um, so it's just grown.
0: I'm sure you run into a situation where uh, that's really cool that you keep all the fifth graders. That gives you a year with them, mm-hmm. you know, with open gyms and all yeah. that you do to be able to kind of analyze that. But I'm sure maybe you have had a sixth or seventh grader come in that you, you throw them out of the floor and maybe they've not played much mm-hmm. before. But you see athletic ability. I have
1: that this year. I kept a seventh grader that is incredibly athletic and um, I'm excited to see what she could probably hopefully develop into.
0: Yeah, so that kid with a year a year or two um, with you, that rolls into high school and makes the high school team. Could end up being a really good player, even though they don't have that background. Hope so. Yeah, that's so pr- that's pretty cool that you that you're able to do that and and you know see that and give those kids an opportunity. So you know, you talked a little bit about. Uh, the things growing, what, what do you think is detrimental uh, to the students nowadays that they're growing up with that maybe you didn't have to deal with? Social media was one.
1: Social media is huge. I will say that is a big, big time thing because not only is social media like the huge aspect and like sports and performance and nowadays people see like what they think they have to be and it's not necessarily what you have to be to you know to be a good athlete or to be a good person and I think that's really hard because everybody has this view of what they should do and not you know social media I think is and then also I'll say this too like social media is a big point in like kids and not necessarily bullying but like, social media is huge, like Snapchat and all this stuff that, like, you could literally message somebody, and I guess it, it just disappears, and so that's, I think that's hard, too. Like, I've, I've really honed in on my girls, and, you know, nobody's perfect, and kids will be kids, but, like, treat others how you want to be treated, and I mean,
0: oh, good, na- good.
1: nowadays, it's hard. It's so hard. Girls are hard.
0: <laughs> good, good lesson for them to hear, and, and I and I definitely hear you, you know, on a not just in education, but in basically anything. Mm-hmm. It, it gives folks a platform to get on there and say anything they want. And then just because it's said on there, you know, people see that and they automatically believe it.
1: Right. There's no
0: research. There's no yeah. background check. There's no anything. They just can jump on that point even though they don't really even know it's true. Yeah, well, That's I what's mean, bad about it.
1: If you even like look at basketball today, like if you were to watch a basketball game, most people's mm-hmm. idols are these people who – score so many points and do all this stuff and in all reality, like, if kids would just learn to play your game, if you're a scorer, be a scorer. If you're a defender, be the best defender on the court. If you're a great point guard and you can facilitate and pass the ball and run the court, like, do those things. If you play your role the way that you should play it and to the best of your ability, like, that's going to be so much better than just trying to be, like, what you see or what you think you see. Nobody takes an accountability all those kids that are, like, really what make a team a great team.
0: We're talking to head coach Rachel Van. Prescott South Middle School basketball team state champions last year we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back Welcome back to Local Matter Sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks. Coach Rachel Van in the house today, head girls basketball coach at Prescott South Middle School, state champions last year. So, Rachel, let's talk about, you know, you, you already told us a little bit about what you played as you grew up, as you climbed the K-12 ladder and basketball and softball was your thing. So at at an early age, you know, I guess it starts with junior pro here still now. So Mm -hmm. what captured your attention about basketball at that time?
1: Um, We lived about a mile from a community center in Arkansas. And so um, they had like a little basketball, I guess you could say league. Um, I don't even know what it was called back when I played it. Um, And then um, so I played, I started as a fourth grader and I had fell in love with it. And I was, you know, a little athletically. Kind of gifted, and so it kind of came easy to me. I, and I worked really hard at it because I lived a mile from a gym, and from there I never stopped playing.
0: So it was kind of convenient for you because of, of logistics. You were you could get to a gym, and that gave you something to do.
1: Right, I would just walk there, and wow, yeah.
0: So you you play as you come into grade school, and, mm-hmm. and that was your experience there. Had a gym close. You go into middle school. Where did you attend middle school, and then did it become more important?
1: I moved to Tennessee, and then so I went to Richland. Um, and then at Richland I probably had the most influential person in my life when it came to basketball which was my middle school and high school coach. Um, his name is Chad Hall. He uh you know kind of took me under his wing he was a great like just father figure to me and you know really just helped me get through some things in my life and so uh basketball was my outlet like between the those four lines I knew like I had nothing to worry about and so I loved it I uh, I lived and breathed basketball um but I mean I played softball as well but
0: so what was it about coach hall you know that really sticks out to you because at the root of everything we do, whether you're a teacher or a coach, is, mm-hmm. is creating relationships with those kids. And I'm sure he did that.
1: Right. He believed in me. I guess that was probably one of the biggest things. Um, he always would like kind of tell me, like, if you do this, you could do that. Like, I legitimately thought whatever he said, if I did it, it was going to be the way to go. <laughs> and so I just worked really hard. And I would be the first one at practice. I would come before school or I'd be the last one to leave. And he would always just give me that availability to do it and so i just feel like he um just him believing in me was probably the most important thing
0: kids today just got a lot of stuff they can do there, and sometimes yeah. that interferes and
1: you want kids to be kids and definitely when they're young um you don't want to take away that kid out of them and I think that's one of the one of the big things that's probably ha- like has translated in sports today too, is we got to let kids be kids.
0: So how, when you jumped into, I guess it would be junior high, actually, mm-hmm. we call it middle school here, but... You jumped into junior high. Did your love for ball grow because of that coach more? Did you really get intense with it at that time?
1: I did. And um when I first moved there, it was a little hard. You know, moving into a new school was hard, but I met him and then I met my best friend, who's one of my best friends still to this day. Like, we, it just, yeah, I guess I, you could say that. Like, it really just kind of just made me be more in love with it and it was fun.
0: It's a good thing for people listening to kind of hear this. So, there's always a change from one level to another. Mm-hmm. And with me, it was always speed of the game. Right. So was that the same thing for you when you went from uh, eighth grade into ninth grade?
1: Right. Well, when I was in eighth grade, I was the best player on the team. So that was when you get to high school, you're not, You're as a walking in as a freshman, you're not. And um, so I guess that was, One of the things, and what you have to do, and um, as a freshman coming in, is you're playing seniors, so you could be, you know, 14 years old, and you're playing these girls that are 17, and that's a big difference um, in body and size. And um, but with that being said, it doesn't mean that you're not as good as them. You just got to work a little bit harder. And for my point, I had to put a little meat on my bones. I was I was a little tiny thing, so that was that was hard for me. And I ended up growing after high school. Uh, before i went to college so wow. i um i shot up there big time one year so it was i guess just everything you know coming into high school playing against kids that are older than you and and the speed of the game and your role probably changes a little bit you just got to accept it
0: and you hear it from athletes that make it to the WNBA or mm-hmm. the nfl or right. something like that it, it's like you're consistently going from a situation where you're the A big fish in a small pond Mm -hmm. to a small fish in a big pond at every level and you got to learn how to operate all over again Mm -hmm. at that different level and with every level the the expectations increase and the skill level needed increases so you've experienced that three times from um you know basically elementary into middle middle Mm -hmm. into high school and then high school into college you know talk a little bit about that skill level increase needed with each of those levels that, that you climbed
1: i would say probably middle school you can um get a long way based off like athleticism you know um not necessarily being just a great basketball player yet because you are playing middle schoolers and sometimes like when you're in middle school definitely i went to a single a school so sometimes you would play teams that just weren't you know as good and when you get to high school I feel like you've got to be like mentally you got to be mentally tough you've you've got to be physically tough you've got to know basketball um, because you can't just base yourself off athleticism against girls that are going to be older than you and then like from high school to college is a huge jump (laughs) I mean that is my freshman year was hard for me to adjust but after that it was good I I think I kind of underestimated it a little bit and um,
0: Tennessee Tech is where you decided to go and we're going to save that for a minute but okay you had to be a very successful high school player. Tennessee Tech's one of, one of the better uh, basketball, ladies basketball programs around. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had to be really good to get that opportunity. So tell us a little bit about your high school. Okay. We, you know, you went in, we've talked about that, mm-hmm. but your successes along the way playing.
1: Okay. Um I did go to a single A school. Um, we I mean, I think the farthest that we made it in single A, we went to um substate and we lost really bad. I could tell you every play of that game. <laughs> um we didn't play very good, um, including myself, but um my junior and senior year we did win district. We were back to back champions and um I was uh you know, able to be on the all district team and on the all region team and um so that was great and I'd say most of my success did come from, like, my support system. So, um, like I told you, like, my high school coach played a huge role in that. And then, of course, my mama. Um, So, yeah,
0: I can't think. So mama's mama's got a – mama's got a – you know, being from a single-parent family, there's there's a lot that goes into that, you know, and mm-hmm. supporting you and right. hopefully getting an opportunity to to attend your games is a little bit yeah. more stressful and, and hard to do when you're a single parent?
1: Um, I would say so. Um, and I kind of had a—my little brother has autism, so he was a little bit more demanding. Um, but I will say my mom never um, took anything away from me. She knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, she knew that I wanted to play college basketball, and that was the only way, really, I was probably going to get to go to college. Um, So, like, she allowed for me to be able to do anything and everything that I wanted to do when it came to the sport. Um, So I do thank her for that. And that was a huge thing in my life that I think, and her being a single mom, just just because I guess if you're a single parent doesn't mean that you can't, you know, do for your kids.
0: So when was the time, the first time, Mm -hmm. that you thought to yourself, hey, I think I haven't played college basketball?
1: Um, probably when I was um, a sophomore in high school. So I'll tell you, I had a, a moment in my freshman year. <laughs> I could tell you this. So I got to go in a game. Um, I got to play a lot. I didn't start, but I got to play a lot. And I remember specifically, we were playing a team. Um, I get fouled on the last second. We're down by one. Um, and I missed my first free throw. And I, so I missed my. I didn't we lost and that tore me to pieces and I stayed after and made forty free throws before I would let myself go home and then after that I kinda like told myself like I'm gonna have to step up, you know, like I have to do better. So my sophomore year I, I really worked hard my freshman year and my freshman summer and playing travel ball and um I got hooked up with a great, you know, travel ball program and um got to play with girls that were better than me, which, you know, made me better. And so from then I knew, like, I, that's what I was going to do. Nobody was going to tell me any different. And I went to an elite camp at Tennessee Tech, and one of the coaches there told me And it's like your college one day will be paid for. And that was a huge thing just to hear that. And not necessarily did I think that they were going to do it, but to know that somebody believed that I could do it, I I wasn't going to let anything stand in my way.
0: That's an awesome. We're going to take a quick break and I want to come back and talk a little bit more about that thought. Awesome deal in your career to know that you have the opportunity to go to college. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to local matter sports. This is your host, Sam Brooks got coach Rachel van in the house today head girls basketball coach at Prescott South Middle School. When we went to break, we were talking about you getting the opportunity to play college and the first time that you knew um, that you had the ability to play college ball. And that was along about your sophomore year. And you talked about winning the championships in district and junior and and senior year. So it had to be in your senior year that you really starting to to know that you're getting recruited, Mm -hmm. you know. And was any of that during your junior year that mainly in your senior year?
1: Um, my junior year, um, I was getting recruited just you know by a couple of uh, people, and um, I by the time I was in my senior year, I had already verbally committed, um, to Tennessee Tech, um, and signed because signing's a little early, um. But um, I'll tell you one thing that really got me fired up, too, about really pushing is I had a college um, from another school. I'm not going to say who it was, but (laughs) they came to my home gym to watch somebody else and not me. And they weren't interested in me. And um, oh, that really got me. I'm a very competitive individual. And so um, that game really, really kind of hit home, like what kind of level I needed to bring my game to. And just in case, if you wanted to know, I held her to two points and I scored thirty (laughs) five. <laughs> there you go.
0: That, that, for me, that would be an automatic turnaround. I was right so
1: there. mad. But no, I, I knew I was going to go to Tennessee Tech from the moment that they showed interest in me.
0: So who was the coach at that time?
1: Um, when I was first getting recruited it was bill Orl. Awesome. Yeah, he is amazing yeah. um if it, nobody if you didn't get to see him ever coach yeah. like you definitely missed out on a huge like influence and great basketball coach in women's basketball um i and then um it was amy brown yeah. um was who i you know was the coach when i signed
0: cool to be re- recruited by the legend yeah i mean he's uh marynell matters of course brought him down from up north and mm-hmm. and uh they kind of created this traditional dominating um mm-hmm. basketball program we know is is Tennessee Tech now and you got the opportunity to at least you know be recruited by him mm-hmm. before you got here and then coach brown signed you and you came and played at Tennessee Tech and you said you always knew you wanted to play at Tech what attracted you about Tennessee Tech
1: um not only you know their the basketball program and you know just the not the success that they have but just like it was like home um They made you feel like you were at home. Uh, They genuinely cared for you as a person. And, you know, everybody has their different fit. And Tennessee Tech was definitely mine. And um, I loved from the academics to the campus to the coaches to the players. Like, everybody was just great. and. I mean, from the I mean, from the first time I ever visited, like I, I just where I wanted to go.
0: Obviously, an awesome experience. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to kind of think for myself. And you probably ran into your husband at that.
1: I did. Juncture at <laughs> <Tech>. <laughs> I did. We've been together since our freshman year. Um, so, yeah, we're not really mushy, but they um, we. St- Started dating our freshman year, and we haven't looked back since, and got out of college, got married, had babies, you know. And
0: he's presently coaching football over at Kootball High School.
1: He is, and he helps um, basketball here at Prescott as well. My husband, Justin, definitely the brains of the operation. (laughs) He's like the guy that'll stay up till 4 a.m. studying basketball or football or whatever it is, literally every (laughs) night in season. You know, I take his feedback, and you know, I just go at him hardcore, so like I take you know, based off what I know, and then what I've learned, and how basketball is growing, and and go with it. But right. yeah.
0: somebody's got to take care of the kids, too. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> they just tag along. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, that's it. Could be a lot worse than tag yeah. along in a, in a gym. So yeah. that, that's pretty cool. So that that leads me to last year's phenomenal season. We'll talk right. a little bit about how you've gotten going already this year. But okay. Just an incredible season last year. Anytime you go undefeated, I don't care if it's in, uh, you know, junior pro or or Mm -hmm. middle school or high school and – Cookville's been very lucky. We we had that last year. The high school team was very good. Of course, right. the, you got the Upperman Bs down the road a little bit mm-hmm. with uh, Coach Dana and, and the jobs that they've done over the years. Women's basketball in this area is some of the best that you'll find anywhere.
1: I agree. I always tell people Middle Tennessee basketball is a different breed. It's just different. It's more competitive. Um, it's more like everybody like supported. And um, basketball around here is great it is great and it's only getting better in putnam county
0: when i had coach Whirl on the show um I kind of talked a little bit about that, and he, he looked at me like I was just stupid. And he said, Well, you know, you know who played on my teams. And, you know, I recruited Middle Tennessee. Yeah. You know, when I was up north, we recruited Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so it, it obvious to him that this is one of the uh, recruiting hotbeds mm-hmm. for women's basketball anywhere around the Southeast.
1: Well, I was just, um, which I won't say who it was, but I was just talking to a college coach on the way over here, actually. And he was telling me, like, he loves Tennessee basketball players.
0: So your undefeated season last year. Tell right. me one of the favorite you know parts of the season for you as a coach.
1: Um, I would probably I would probably say my favorite part of last year was the girls. They were just great. I had kids I could absolutely flat out play basketball, and to have that luxury as a coach was great. So my I guess my favorite part of the season was winning the state championship. Um, but it started from the beginning. I had kids that were in the gym. They would stay and shoot. They they put in the time. They put in the effort. They love the game. And I legitimately had five eighth graders last year that could play ball. And any of those five would have started on anybody's team in the state of Tennessee.
0: Yeah you go down to the state tournament and, and it's an undefeated season. Right. So, I mean, every game that you go into after you get to a certain point of undefeated, mm-hmm. I'm, I'd say it's as simple as probably you the know, first ten ball games you're undefeated and you're like, hey, we're undefeated. Right. <laughs> so, how, how did that play? You know, I, I would say you probably just try to treat everything the same as you do in right. any other situation.
1: You treat every game like it's a new day and you. I told the girls like, hey, let's win or you go home and don't let, but don't let that make you nervous because y'all put in the time and you've put in the effort and before every single game i always told them if you play your game there is nobody that would ever come close to you and they they made my job really
0: easy and probably what you deal with is you you can keep the players grounded when they're with you Mm -hmm. but then they get outside of the gym they go home and their families are just ecstatic yeah you know that they're undefeated and and that kind of mounts that pressure kind of mounts with them Mm -hmm. so your stabilizing was to say hey you know we we got here by hard work and what we do, you know, on a daily basis, right. we continue doing that. We should be OK.
1: Yeah. And then a lot of that, too, is leadership. Um, I had one specific, but a couple of girls that were great verbal leaders. And not only did they show like lead verbally, they led by example and um that helps a lot too as a coach. When you have somebody that you can completely trust to kind of keep everybody honed in, or if they're slacking, you know, get in their butt, but still know that they love them. You know, they were. I had that last year, and I mean, it was it was just it was great. Last year was just great.
0: And and a winning's important to everybody, but how important is it to you to pass on a good product from your program to where they're going at the next level?
1: Well, um you know that's part of my job as a middle school basketball coach is to um prepare them for the next level and those kids that do want to play at the next level. So I take pride in that and I you know I try to do the best that I can. I'm not perfect, but um I try to think about like what what skill set what they need to learn and what they need to know to be successful at the next level and um you know that's one of my key I guess um Job like my key role is as a middle school coach is to you know prepare those girls that are going to play like it's not solely about winning necessarily um, because it doesn't matter if you know we win in middle school and then those kids get to high school and they can't compete then I didn't really do my job
0: and it's unique for you because you know basically you're your school is in cookville so mm-hmm. the majority of your kids are going to end up going to cookville high school right. and you actually had the, the coach's daughter you know on your, on your team and you've coached them right. uh, you know so how is that relationship between you and the high school coach is there contact is there communication
1: there is and um you know uh she is a great person to talk to like if you ever like are stuck or if you need plays or if um you know vice versa like anytime she is has an open phone like you can call her you can text her anytime that you need anything. Um not only did I coach her daughter so I got to talk to her a little bit more but just to have her as that person in my you know back pocket to be able to call and to contact helps me as a middle school basketball coach and I'll say too she's very willing to talk to the middle school teams. Um, She's very willing to, you know, come and that's huge. Like to have that coach be there for your girls. So it makes them a little bit more comfortable. Um, I'll say like, she's definitely doing the right thing and that's why they were so successful last year.
0: Yeah. and You know, it's, it, she she needs to be because that's her future population right. of student athletes. So showing attention uh, not only to your school but mm-hmm. the other schools in the Kewal area has right. definitely panned out for them. Kewal had an incredible she, yeah, season last year. She,
1: they did. It was great. I went to every game, home yeah, and away that yeah. I
0: could. Which is tough because you have a full plate yourself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to go to every game, home and away this time too. I'm excited. Wow, that's yeah. awesome.
0: It's awesome you you spend that much time you know supporting their program because you mm-hmm. know. What you're doing is is building those students uh, and getting them prepared for what's next. You know, and and in her role, I've had her on the show a couple Mm of times, and and that's what she feels her role is for the kids that can go on to the next level. And if they can't go on to the next level, it's getting them ready for college or getting them ready for the job first, whatever whatever it might be. And sports has a a unique ability to be able to do that for student athletes, and, and that's what we all do it for
1: yeah and we have to like I know one of our my big things too is I'm not only you know coaching athletes like I'm here to make them a better person and to be a woman in society today and like to be able to you know you know do well and mature and so like I'm not just coaching a basketball player like I have to take into concept like you know that's why we have rules and you know things like that so
0: well coach I can tell you that that is very important Mm -hmm. uh, in the world that we live in and and if they don't get it from you guys they don't get it right so it's so important I want to congratulate you on your season last year and I I know you've started this season already and we'll be looking forward to coming out and watching the games and see how uh, you doing there you're providing a good product, you know, for the, the schools that are above you, especially Cookville High School. And we appreciate you for that. Thank and congratulations you. again on a undefeated season. It's just <laughs> incredible you. to say in a state championship. And we hope to have you back on the show real soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.